Hey, everybody. Welcome to season one, episode three of the Cindy Donaldson Show. I am your host, Cindy Donaldson, a certified high-performance coach, writer, podcaster, speaker, and lover of all things. This is You Only Get One trip on this earth, so let's make it awesome. Anyway, today I want to dive into my ADHD. So if you know me, it is no shock that I have ADHD. I'm kind of, I'm very animated. I'm all over the place. I've, I'm a woman on a mission to try as many adventures in my life as I can. So, but it wasn't always this positive thing. In fact, I wasn't diagnosed with ADHD until later in life. And My actual diagnosis was ADD or attention deficit disorder. And um, my daughter, Chelsea Donaldson, is an attorney. She's also a social worker, and she spends a lot of time working in the mental health field. And when I was sharing with her that I was diagnosed with ADD, she's like, Mom, you do not have ADD. You have ADHD. And I'm like, Chelsea, no, I spoke with the doctor. Like I got, I did all the tests. She goes, Mom. You have AD, you are classic ADHD. So if you have a daughter who is an attorney, you're totally going to get this. I gave up because there is no arguing with her. And I also know that she's really smart. And she knows what the hell she's talking about. So I went down the rabbit hole, one of my ADHD superpowers, and started really doing a lot of research on adult diagnosis, diagnosis of ADHD, especially in women. And man, when I started doing that, my world kind of exploded in really positive ways. One, I I knew that I wasn't alone. And two, I realized that so many things that about myself that I thought were broken were just part of my ADHD. And again, I don't like to call it a disorder because I don't think my brain is broken. And really, what the fuck is normal? Like we put labels on so many people. My brain just works differently than the average of others. That's all that normal is. It's a bunch of people, they take an average and, oh, here's kind of what average looks like. So I don't wanna be freaking average. So back to my ADHD. One of the things that um, I learned is that ADHD is a spectrum in that it manifests differently in just about everybody you talk to. So that's one thing. My son, Max, was also diagnosed later in life in his 30s with AD, with a, a formal diagnosis of ADHD. And he is completely different than I am in many areas of his life. So here's kind of some inside scoop as to, to you know who I am. First of all, I just wanna say I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist, I am not a psychiatrist, I'm none of that. So I'm just sharing my personal experience with ADHD the experience that I've, um, when I'm coaching others with ADHD and including my clients. So here's what I've learned, okay? Um, Some things about myself that are classic ADHD. It all comes down to the focus, right? So I have a very hard time focusing on things that I'm not interested in. Like, I remember going back in school and there were certain things that I really excelled, even though I graduated top of my class, and got mostly all A's, did really well on my SATs, really crushed it and got a full academic ride to college. So I'm smart, I'm smart. And that's a classic ADHD thing, we're smart. But like back in school, even though I get paid 
a lot of money now to write things for others. I'm a great ghostwriter, technical writer. I can write in a lot of different genres. And I make my a big portion of what I do writing. When I was in school, I was never told I was a good writer. First of all, grammar, like I have no use for it. I know it's important, but I have tools like Grammarly and I have editors who can fix my shit. I write the way that I speak and it's very engaging and conversational. Two, if I was given a book that I wasn't interested in, I had a very hard time finishing it. I would have to go back and read it again and again. Like what purpose does, you know, Herman Melville have in my life? Moby Dick. Like, seriously, I, I just don't get it. Yet other writers I was so engaged with, so engaged. Kurt Vonnegut, I loved his shit, right? Joseph Conrad, like some of the stuff that just got me really thinking, but like, and I really love Shakespeare, which is odd, but not all Shakespeare. Some of it, like I just didn't love. So that's one thing, the focus. When I'm not interested in it, very hard time focusing. And my son this manifests with him as well. But if I'm interested in it, I go down a freaking rabbit hole and I can get lost for hours. Same with a book. Like I don't feel the need to finish a book if I don't like it. But if I love the book, I will not put it down. I will stay up. I will have earbuds in if it's on Audible and I will listen to it like every little second. Like I become obsessed, really hyper-focused. Two, Shiny object syndrome. Salespeople freaking love me because once I decide on something, I'm done. Like, stop selling me. And I do seriously have shiny object syndrome. Like, I, I'll see something shiny and I'll be like, oh, squirrel, and I'll go over there versus staying where I need to be. Um, and again, yes, it's like, I remember when I decided I wanted a cute little red sports car. I did the research. I decided what I wanted. I wanted to spend around 35 grand, decided on this Mini Cooper Sportster. I loved it. I just went in and signed the, like, no, you don't need to sell me. This is how much I'm going to pay. This is what I want. Load it up. And that's what I want. Stop trying to sell me, which is a really good tip if you're a salesperson. If you encounter somebody like me and they've already said yes, shut up, stop selling, stop selling. The next thing about me is emotions. And I was, um, Mo Robbins is doing a lot of stuff about her HD, ADHD, and she talked about emotions. And this is so true about me. And I actually wrote about it in my email, I think this morning or last week. But I am incredibly reactionary. Like if somebody pisses me off, I'm like, <clears throat> you know, and I, I immediately want to do something. I have a very hard time stepping back, taking a deep breath and thinking before I speak. Okay, very reactionary with my emotions. They can go, I get very excited very quickly and I get sad, I get mad all very quickly, which leads to the next thing, patience. I often say that I have the patience of a dead rat and that I don't have any. I get incredibly impatient. Yet, yet, when I want something really bad, like really, like I want it so badly, I have incredible patience. Like I will wait it out and maybe it's more resilience and drive than patience. Like the resilience and the drive kind of overcomes that lack of patience thing. I tend to interrupt people a lot and it pisses people off, I'm not gonna lie. So, you know, I'll have a conversation and I'm just like, my brain is like, okay, I know the answer, I know the answer. Like you're going down, like, don't, don't talk about that. Like I know the answer and I'll just interrupt. I am horrible with that, horrible. And people have called me out on it a lot. So, you know, I'm sorry, but I do interrupt people. The next thing is back to the hyperfixation. 
I am fascinated with why people do what they do. Fascinated. Like one of my favorite things to do is go into huge public places like airports. Um, Grand Central Station in New York is one of my absolute favorite places to go and people watch. And then I try to figure out what people are doing. Like, what is their life story? Are those two dating? Are, are they having an affair? Are they best friends? Are they getting a divorce? Like, what do you think that person's job is? Do you think they're really, like, I get fascinated, which leads to the next thing. I have an incredibly vivid imagination, which also ties into my high level of creativity. But I, my imagination is crazy. Like I can literally envision, and this is, this kind of goes a little bit into manifestation too, like manifesting what you want. I have the ability to conjure up in my brain, not only what the scenario may look like, but what it feels like, what it tastes like, what it smells like. And this is an incredible superpower that I have that has allowed me to achieve really hard things. Going back to when I want something badly enough and the the drive for what I want sort of overtakes that impatience, that's what I'm talking about. I have an incredible vivid imagination, which is why I really should write like trashy novels because I I can just go on and on and on and on. So that's really kind of a cool superpower. The other part about my ADHD is a lot of that also can manifest into anxiety. So, and my mentor PK, you know, calls me out on my anticipatory anxiety a lot because I can envision things that I want in the future. My mind can go down a million rabbit holes of the what ifs. So I've really worked hard on this throughout my life to stop that. Take a deep breath. I can't control the future. I can't predict the future, all of that. So that's kind of my ADHD, like the struggle part. Now here's the superpower part. I can flip from one thing to another very quickly and not get frustrated. It kind of goes back to that shiny object squirrel thing, but in a really good way. So if I am deeply intent working on some, something and some, you know, somebody interrupts me and say, hey, I can shift. And I can then go back. I can then go back, okay? So that's a really good thing. One, I'm very creative and I'm left brain, right brain, meaning that I have a logical side to my brain and an incredibly creative side to my brain, which makes what I do actually really simple for me. When I talk about uh, going into companies and doing business consulting on operations and marketing and sales, I can easily see where the roadblocks are in my head. Like I know. Just by talking to the people, reviewing some statistics, I can easily say where the com- I can easily, easily see where the company is going awry and then come up with a game plan to fix it. Now, most creative people do not have that logical side to their brain. Now, I'm not logical in that I would like to be an engineer because that would bore the hell out of me. Like my partner Dave's an engineer and he can sit for hours and look at computer code. Hell no, not for me. The rote process of that is just too much. Yet for him, and I believe Dave has ADHD too, he gets, that's his rabbit hole. That's where he can go. And other things like the creative part or, or speaking or any of that, hell no. Like that's not his thing. Another part of my superpowers is that 
Well, and it, it, this could be a struggle bus too that I really didn't talk about. I My short-term memory is shitty. Yet, yet, I do really well on tests. If I can be in a classroom and, and engage, and I absolutely have to write things down. For me, once I write it down, it somehow registers in my brain. But if I'm not writing things down, like I can be in a meeting, somebody can say, hey, I'm I'm Joe Jones. How you doing, Cindy? If I don't in my head go, hi, hi, Joe Jones. Like I have to repeat it. I have to look at his name tag and then I can still forget it. So I also, I also got Lyme disease like in my thirties. And I think there's some of that going on that affected my short-term memory, but short-term memory, I don't have it. But if I write it down, it's stuck here. And I remember the oddest things, the oddest things. The other superpower with my ADHD is I'm a risk taker. I really am a risk taker. I don't tend to overthink things. And I also can cut off the emotion and do some hard stuff, right? I'm able to say, okay, this is this little box right here. Let's just focus on this and boom, get it done. Like I like to get things done. I'm an action taker. I go into, like this is why I usually, and I've shared this before, I've been on several juries. I am always elected the, I'm always elected the foreman always elected the foreman. And I'm the one that will break the tie. Come on, people, let's get stuff done. Here are the facts. Here's, and you know, all of that stuff. I'm able to move things forward. Able to move things forward. So ADHD for me, again, is not a disability. And I, in full disclosure, I don't take meds for my ADHD, but a lot of people do. And I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. Again, you have to do you because ADHD manifests in so many different ways. Like some people have extreme OCD and I have some OCD. Like for instance, here's here's a classic thing with um, many people who have ADHD. They're chronically late. I'm chronically early. I have anxiety about showing up late. I don't like that. Like I wake up early and regardless, well, regardless what time I wake up, I need two hours to ease into my flipping day. I cannot jump out of bed and go do stuff. I have to ease into it. That's my OCD, where most people with ADHD are chronically late. Here's another thing that is a classic ADHD thing. People, male. I've run into so many people who have ADHD, including some people that I love, who I will not mention, who will just let the mail pile up. Now, my curiosity killed the cat type, you know, side of my brain, just like I have to rip it open. And then I just throw away the crap that I don't need. And then the stuff that I do need goes in the pile. But this is where my ADHD kicks in the pile. I am like organization is not my forte yet. Yet I love when things are organized. Now I am blessed that my David is the organization king. He is the master of Jenga. Like, you know, we'll we'll go shopping, we'll get groceries, bring them home. And if Dave puts away the groceries, he will empty a cabinet, clean it all out and organize things. We had set, we've always had separate closets. His are color coordinated. Mine are a freaking hot mess. Yet I love when he organized things, but I can't keep it that way. My brain just doesn't work that way. And I think part of it is the impatience thing. And I, although I can see processes for businesses, I can't see an organized cabinet in my brain. It just doesn't work. 
And I know that's very frustrating for some people. So that's where my piles come in. Like I actually do assess it and go, oh, this is important, but then it goes into a pile and I will forget about it. So in order to combat that is I've created so many systems in my life to compensate for those little, and I'm not going to call them weaknesses, those little things about my ADHD that kind of hold me back or slow me down. So I have a lot of apps that keep me organized. I have apps and I time block everything in my calendar. Like if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist. And I used to be a paper calendar girl, but now because I share my my link with clients so they can book things, you know, my, my Calendly link is everywhere. Everything is digital. And I have notifications pop up. Because again, sometimes don't remember things. So those are the things that I do to keep me organized. I also have learned to get rid of clutter. Although if I gave you a tour of my little RV right now where I'm sitting, you'd be like, Cindy, you're a hot mess. Because there's a lot of things going on. We're in New York settling um, my father-in-law's estate. We're sort of living in the RV, but not living in the RV. And I've got crap everywhere. So clutter is like the worst thing for a creative soul. And the, one of the worst things for somebody who has ADHD because it creates anxiety. So I didn't even learn this about myself because I've always loved my stuff. I never really learned about the clutter factor until we were selling our home before we went full-time living in the RV. And I brought somebody in to stage the house and she was a huge feng shui person. Now I never really got into the whole act of feng shui but when she decluttered my house and created this amazing flow through it, and I went into my office and the only thing on my office was a notebook, my laptop, and an orchid, I just felt this sense of calm come over me. And now when I try to sit and work in an area that is cluttered, my brain focuses on the clutter versus where it needs to. So ADHD tip, get rid of the freaking clutter. Another thing that I have done that has really helped is I give myself grace. So when I am in a state of overwhelm, and this is another thing that I've learned with other ADHD people, is they go, 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 and then they have what's called the ADHD crash. Now for me, I'm also a cat catalytic energy leader, meaning that I can blast off, like when, when I do public speaking or training, I bring the energy, I am all out. Like even when I'm doing this, like I am really high energy. I can only do that for so long and then I need to crawl in bed for a day or whatever. And most people see that as a depression, but it's really not. It's a refueling, at least for me. And some people it might manifest as depression, but for me, I am truly refueling my soul. Like you cannot go, 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 go forever without stopping and refueling. So that's, that's how kind of that manifests with me. I am an extreme extrovert but I can also be an extreme introvert. Just leave me alone. Like, And again, I live in less than 100 square feet in an RV with my partner. And so we have learned, like, he needs his time. I need my time, like everybody does. And so for me, I'll go for a walk in nature unless I was in... Um, one place I couldn't do that was when we were living out west off grid in Wyoming and Montana. Like, I just didn't feel comfortable going off on a hike by myself, although a lot of people did, because of the flipping grizzly bears. So, And there's a lot of wildlife there, and there's no cell service. So I couldn't call for help. 
And back then we didn't have our GPS thingies where you could actually do an SOS. But anyway, see how I got off on a tangent there. But my hope in like sharing this with you is that if you struggle with being focused, if you struggle with finishing projects, and guys, I have so many projects that I've started that, um, and I, and I kind of go in spurts with it. Like I was out to dinner with a dear friend, her name is Joanne the other night. And she's like, you know, she wants some paintings. And I literally haven't dedicated myself to painting in a while. And I go through spurts. There are times where I just, I'm a watercolor painter and I just love painting and I'll just go, 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 go for like months. And I'll, I'll just paint all the time and I'll sell them and I'll give them away and I'll do that. But I haven't really done it in a long time, which is crazy considering, again, I lived off grid in Wyoming and Montana last year and we have traveled all over this beautiful country and I've taken amazing photos that I could paint and I haven't done it. And I was starting to feel guilty about that. And this is the, this is the whole grace thing. I've learned to give myself grace. Cindy, you know what? I just didn't feel like painting. Like that creative side of my brain just wasn't focused on that. And I can't force my creativity. Some people can, I cannot. The same with writing or creating, you know, social media or, you know, developing website, like the marketing stuff that Red Barn Consulting does. Like when I'm in the zone, I can pump that stuff out. The same with writing. Sometimes, you know, I'll have in a week, I might have to write 15 or 20 articles for my clients. And a lot of people would get really overwhelmed with that. But I know that I'm really good on the deadline. So if they're due tomorrow, I I can I do something within my brain like, okay, Cindy, let's go. And I write. But if I'm sitting and staring at my computer screen and it's not coming, I just stop, give myself grace. Okay, today's not a writing day. Same with my painting, right? And like right now, I'm kind of hyper. We're, we're selling a lot of stuff on eBay um, with Dave's dad estates, he, his estate. He collected all of these Western movies that you can't get on, you know, Netflix or any of that. I don't know if you can hear this, but it's raining here and it's tin roof on the RV. So if you hear that little noise, I'm not going to filter it out, but that's what it is. But anyway, the, I love going to thrift shops and yard sales and tag sales and finding treasures and flipping them online. It's fun. And so I'm kind of hyper fixated on that now. And so I'm following all these resellers on TikTok and Instagram, and I'm kind of learning some new tricks. And it's fun. And oh, by the way, I've made like 1800 bucks in the past, like, I don't know, five or six weeks. So it's, it's fun. And that's how my brain works. And again, I used to feel guilty because, oh, I'm on TikTok looking at reseller stuff when I really should be focusing over here. But I know that my brain isn't just where that needs to be right now. And at the end of the day, I always get things done because I do have those processes in place to, um, make sure that all my deadlines are met, that I have time blocked. So I know when everything is due. So it's not like I'm just like, oh, screw my company and my clients. I'm, I'm going to Goodwill today to find a treasure. That's not how it works. But when my creative brain isn't working, I indulge myself in things that make me happy and fun. Same with a good trashy novel. Sometimes I just, and that's, hey, that's the glory of being an entrepreneur and working for yourself, right? Like you can just go do this shit whenever you want as long as the work gets done. So here I am sitting in my RV in New York and the rain is pitter pattering on my roof 
And seriously, I, I have to do uh, my recertification for my high performance coaching certificate this week. So from 12 to 6 Eastern time, Monday through Thursday, so it's 24 hours that I have to sit in front of a computer. And that is hard for me, hard for me. One, this is a research, so it's all the information I've already heard before. And I understand why they do research because, again, you get to meet new people, you learn new tricks, and I'm all about learning, so I love that. But it's not going to be brand new to me, and some of this will be kind of mind-numbing. Um, so in order to really psych myself up for 24 hours this week, I'm focusing on what I have versus what I don't have. And versus, you know, and focusing on the things that make me happy. So one, I'm going to meet some new friends today. I'm definitely going to meet some new friends, which is always awesome for business, right? I love collaborating with other people. And I've done that through this program because I have talents that they don't have and they have talents that I don't have. So that's one. Two, I get to hang with the man, the myth, the legend, Brendan Burchard, you know, this week. He is flipping awesome. And you think I bring the energy when I do this stuff? He is, he is ADHD like energy on fire. Um, I don't think he's ever really showed that he has ADHD, but I guarantee that he does. So that's fun. And at the end, Thursday at six o'clock when I'm done, um, right after that, uh, no, on Tuesday and Wednesday after it's done, Brendan does a private like Q&A thing. So we just get on a Zoom, like a separate Zoom call with him where, you know, we just raise our hand and and we can ask one-on-one -on -one questions with Brendan, which I think is just so wonderful after he's trained all week, right? Um, and then at the end, I actually get some new tools. So every time you research with him, you get some new stuff, you know, from his bag of tricks. So I'm really looking forward to the prize that I'm going to get at the end and meeting new people. And, you know, just that's, I'm kind of blocking it as me time this week. And obviously it will be helpful for the clients that I coach because I'm going to be bringing a new A-game. So if you have ADHD or you're undiagnosed or you think you're, you know, I don't know the value of actually going through the psychological testing to get um, diagnosed unless you feel uh, that medications will help you. And again, a lot of people I know do take meds and that's fine. It helps them. I, I think I've managed it well without it. Some people may beg to differ, but you know, if you think medication might help you, then obviously you're going to have to get a formal diagnosis from a psychiatrist. But you can also go down the Dr. Google route. And I follow a lot of people on TikTok. I know some of you hate TikTok, especially my banker friends, but, you know, I, I love it. I love it. And I have connected with so many people who have shared their ADHD stories. And I guess that's kind of why I'm coming public with it now, although I've never really hidden it. But, you know, if my story can help one person, then yay. Yay. So go have an awesome day. And uh, I'm going to go get ready for my my kickoff with Brennan Burchard. So awesome sauce. See you later. Bye.